Welcome back to Cafeteria Talk, the podcast. We talk about any and everything, just like the day's take at the table with your boys, your girls, and all the homies. It's your boy Quattro. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Slick Rob. No introduction needed. Let's get it. Yeah, man. What's going on? How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Um, just got back from Jacksonville um a couple days ago, so it was pretty good seeing family and whatnot. Awesome. Yeah, been, that was, that's been that's what that's got to be like the first time you've been back since you've been in uh, where you are. Um, it's the, it's actually the second time, but the okay. first time I went back, I was literally only there for a day, and then I was going right I got back you. to Atlanta. I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I um, I'm doing good. I I'm tired, but I I, I, I y'all probably can hear it in my voice. I am exhausted, Like it is. Oof. It's been a long couple of weeks in terms of work, but those 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 long hours will will be no more in the next coming weeks. So I'm excited about that. But man, yeah, uh, real quick, a little bit of business, real quick. You can catch us on Instagram at Cafeteria Talk Official. You can catch us on Twitter at Cafeteria Talk. And if you haven't listened to us on Apple Podcasts, feel free to give us five star ratings and reviews. We want to see what y'all are listening to, what we think you are enjoying, and things like that. So thank you very much. Um, Slick Rob, man, usher us into this next piece. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We finna get into the put on segment. And the, if you have, is this your first time joining us? The put on segment is a segment that we mention anything that we recently watched, read, um, eaten, in our boy Prodigy's case that we think you, the people, should check out. And I'm going to go first, and I'm going to put y'all on a couple things um, today. First, I'm going to put y'all on the Red Sea Diving Resort. Um, I watched this movie not too long ago. Um, it stars, um, Jesus, what's that guy's name? Captain America. Chris Evans. I can I can remember his name for nothing for a second. But it stars Chris Evans as he's trying to rescue um, immigrants um, from a war thing. And it kind of, the reason why it was so interesting is because of the thing going on in Afghanistan. So um, that's why it kind of popped in my head. Um, like definitely kind of correlates to what's going on right now. Um, just it's not actually it, there. It's just you know people trying to get, we're trying to get back home, not immigrants, but there's some connection there. Um, in the movie, it also has um, besides Chris Evans, it has Haley Bennett, Michael K. Williams, a lot. Well, R. R. P. Michael K. Williams, Alessandro Navolio. Ben Kingsley, um, Michael Huseman, and another, I think, known actor, um, Alex Hazel. He was in, um, give me one second. Alex Hazel is is pretty good. I'm just trying to remember what he was in. What did I see? I think, oh, The Private Life of Samuel Peepees. That's a very old movie if y'all haven't seen it. (laughs) It's very old, but it's actually very good. Um, Yeah, it's on Netflix, The Red Sea Diamond Resort. Y'all can check it out anywhere um yeah no just on netflix not anywhere and then i'm gonna put you on a person um Quattro started doing this not too long ago but mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of cool putting on people not just shows and stuff but i'm gonna put y'all on um 
Dominique Thorne. Um, she's gonna be uh, she's gonna be reason I'm putting y'all on because anything I've seen her in so far, she's done an outstanding job. My girl she from uh, Juice and Black Messiah, right? Yeah, Judas and the Black Messiah, and she was in the Bill Street Can Talk. I think she played the little sister. Yep. So, um, and both performances were good um, on her part. Um, and then she's about to, right now, she's here in Atlanta shooting on um, Black Panther 2. Um, so that's pretty cool. So, you know, seeing her get a lot more work done. She's very young, too, like 23, 24. So mm-hmm. she's in under her belt already. She's got, she's going to have three good movies under her belt, and then she's going to be playing Iron Heart soon. Don't know when that comes out. Don't even know when that films, but yeah, yeah, I'll definitely check out um Dominique Thorne. Well, stuff she's been in and just her look her up or something. She's very talented. She's gonna be um she's gonna be in her back for real. Hold on, cause something seems off. Hold on, Dominique Thorne. Oh, I'm cap. I was thinking about the wrong person. Um, I was thinking about Dominic because the, the the girl that played Judas, Judas not Judas, the girl that played uh, Fred Hampton's wife, her name is Dominic, yeah, Dominic Fishback. Dominic Fishback, yeah. That's she's, who I was thinking I think of, gonna, sorry. She's going to be in Transformers, right? Yeah, she's going to be in Transformers. One? This is the girl that's playing Ironheart, right? Yeah, Dominic Thorne's playing Ironheart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I I apologize, Dominic Fishbeck and Dominic Thorne. I got y'all confused. I'm sure that happens no, a lot, though, the- Dominic's, so. Yeah. I uh, think it was so cool that she even said that she didn't even have to audition. They just called her. I thought that was pretty cool. I'm like, That's wow. pretty awesome. For, for what movie, Ironheart or? I think for Ironheart to be the character. Sick. We love that. We love it. Like, it's beautiful black girl. Everybody too. knows how to pick up people. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, my turn. I'm actually gonna make a make a pivot here. I was gonna do something else. I think I'm gonna do something different. Because I thought I put it on because I remember talking about it. I just don't remember where the hell I was talking about it. Cause I know my last put on was Olivia Rodrigo Sauer on our uh way too early NFL episode. Cheap plug, go check that out. That was really fun to do with our with my boy Tink. Um but also in the episode, I don't know if you listened to it yet, Slick. I, I dropped some of some gems you, you laid on me. It. I dropped some gems you laid on me. Like like I made sure when we talked about the bills. I made sure to mention that my boy Slick Rob said that them boys are a, a, not an edge rusher, a, a lockdown corner away. You said that to me, and I said, yeah, I got to put that in there. I think I think I got to that part. I think right after that um is when I went back to doing my homework yeah. or something like that. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I, from what I listened to, it was that was like actually a pretty interesting uh, episode. Like, Tika, yeah, Tika's I, stupid. Absolutely, Tika's bro. Stupid. But my new put on this week is going to be wow. Did it just jump out of my brain? That son of a wow. That's crazy. Uh, oh my my put on, and I know why. I know why I thought of this because I was writing the review. That's why. Um, or my like middle of the we'll see whatever it's called but my put on is the new hulu original uh nine perfect strangers uh i've been following that weekly uh it is so freaking good so it's like it's interesting though because like uh i'd say for the sake of argument a month before um the first episode came out like white lotus had just finished up and white lotus and the show were super similar some like mm-hmm. an interesting group of people go to this like remote space. White Lotus was this it was this uh, hotel in Hawaii, and then it was not perfect strangers, just um, a health and healing uh, spa. 
And so, um, you know, this group goes in and they they're trying to get healing or, and you and you learn different things about the characters and stuff. The story kind of builds around it. Um, I will say Nine Perfect Strangers is a little bit more of a of a stru- not structured story, but deeper plot than White Lotus. White Lotus is just kind of things just kind of happening on top of each other where like and why not White Lotus and uh, Nine Perfect Strangers. It just kind of builds onto this mystery of what's going on. Who is. Who was the head of this? Like, what? Why is she getting threatened and, and all that stuff? But just okay. like um, the White Lotus, actually, and I will say, um, hold on, let me put up nine. Perfect. And I will say, nine perfect strangers. I think my perfect strangers has offered the most, the better performances. Um, more so because they're off because like this, the the whole healing aspect, like people fighting their demons in this show, like it's it's a lot more prevalent mm-hmm. than it was in White Lotus. White Lotus does have amazing performances. Like, don't get me wrong, don't get it twisted. Like, um, they did amazing. But this, I'm, I'm seeing some actors I haven't seen. Do, like, I seen I've seen in movies, comedies, and other stuff, background stuff. But I'm seeing these people like front and center doing things that I've like never seen them do. Um, and so I'm gonna like name those cats. Like these cast members are doing their thing. Um, Nicole Kidman, um, Samara Weaving. You might know her. She's from the um, that movie, uh, not The Hunt. It's the other one where um, it's like this like emo family, almost like the Adams family, and they're trying to hunt this girl for her birthday. I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the name. I don't of it, remember though. the name of it, but yeah, she's in it. Um, Melissa McCarthy, uh, Grace Van Patten, Luke Evans, Asher Ketty, Bobby Cavanaugh, uh, Manny Jaquinto. Uh, Michael Shannon, Regina Hall, Tiffany Boone, Melvin Gregg, and how um, Cumston, like bro, amazing. So Regina Hall's doing her thing. Tiffany Boone, uh, Michael Shannon is showing his ass in this. Uh, Babby Cabanel has been one I'm really having fun watching because like I've I've seen him in tons of stuff, but I've never really seen him like getting like go climb an acting tree and he's been going crazy, and like Melissa McCarthy, you know, even like she's like she's one of those people. That like is so good at like that you know they're funny as hell and like whenever you see them in anything you're gonna assume like she's gonna be the comedic relief character but even in this where it's supposed to be pretty serious she still can be funny and not like overpower the the freaking show which is really cool yeah. but I think there's six episodes out now uh, the seventh episode drops tomorrow looks like today um so. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I think it's it's a limited series. I'm not sure how many. It might get another season. Like White Lotus is supposed to be limited, and then they got another se- series because like it was so good. But yeah, um, and I think I could stomach this show a little bit more than White Lotus because White Lotus was just like white privilege, and like as a black man, I'm like I don't want to sit here and watch white people have privilege like for an hour and a half. Although the show was good, it just was like I can't relate. But yeah, so yeah. like Nine Perfect Strangers, check it out. It's on Hulu. Um, Really good, really interesting performances. Can't wait to finish it and see what, what happens at the end. That has been the put on. Uh, feel free to check all that stuff out. Uh, check those people out. Uh, but let's get into the nitty gritty, what you clicked on this episode for. Today, Quattro and Slick Rob will be reviewing Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, but first, I'm going to give you guys our little flow for reviewing movies. First, we'll get the visuals. How's the movie look? Does it catch the viewer's eye? Is it this encompasses costumes, lightscape, CGI, all that? Next, we'll get the story. Was it what, what was it about? Is it tell a well-paced, good story? Comment on the writing, tone, structure, all of that stuff. And then lastly, we look at implications. What are we left with? Do we want more uh, movies, films? What what is the overarching um, 
you know, story connection. Um, so let's get into it. Shang-Chi, legend of the Ten Rings. The synopsis reads, as martial arts master Shang-Chi confronts the past he thought he left behind when he's drawn back into the web of the mysterious Ten Rings organization. It's starring Simi Liu as Shang-Chi, Aquafina as Katie, Tony Leung, Chiu Wei as the Mandarin or Wen Wu, Falo Chen as Liko, as Leiko Wu, Michelle Yeoh as Zhang Nan, Ben Kingsley as Trevor, and Benedict Wong as Wong. So this is your official spoiler warning. If you have not seen Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings, stop. Go see that amazing movie and then come back and talk to us. Um, so let, without further ado, let's get into it. Slick, man, what do you think of the visuals of Shang-Chi? Um, visuals were just out of this world, like crazy, beautiful um, from start to finish. Um, the opening shot just set it all with the shot of the Ten Rings flag flying through. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Seeing Wen Wu, um, like, kind of go over his, uh, well, kind of retell the stories that have been told out the, throughout the MCU about the Mandarin from from the one shot um, um, film that Marvel made um, that released Trevor out of prison to um, what was said in Iron Man 3 about the Mandarin. Um, even in the first one, they mentioned how the Mandarin and like the group itself, well, the Ten Rings, not necessarily the Mandarin, but the Ten Rings were a dominant force throughout history and have conquered a lot of things. So it was pretty cool seeing that play out, um, like visually, um, with the shots of him using the rings to take out whole armies, um, yeah. him going, him early going into Talo. And what I didn't notice was I did I saw a video about this after I watched the movie. Um, I didn't know that one of the cinematographer, well, the cinematographer for this movie also worked on The Matrix. So those Ooh. shots of the rings flying by were kind of like taken out of the from what he did with um. The shots of the bullets from the Matrix, the slow motion and all that. Um, okay. So I didn't notice that. That was pretty cool to see. And definitely everything, like, visually, especially when they went back to Tala with all the, like, all the costumes, the arrows, mm-hmm. the animals. So cool. Um, definitely, definitely visually was just awesome. Like, I did not expect, like, I knew it was going to be visually awesome, but, like, I didn't expect it to be this good. Like, I color grading was out off the charts awesome fact very reminiscent of black panther to me uh, and some of the color grading they were doing um everything you said i agree with um i really liked i I will say i think like it got a little hairy towards the end especially when we're dealing with the big dragons and the big lions and stuff it looked look look computer generated but i mean like what can you do like none of that stuff is real it's gonna look like to make it look as real as possible it will still look like fake because none of that stuff is actually real so it's like you know catch 22 movie was still fine like whatever as long as it doesn't look like the mouse the mice and uh cinderella were good uh what a shit movie speaking of there's the new that's a anti put on the, the, the new cinderella trash don't 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 do that to yourself um i just thought you know sabrina cabello like i sabrina why i keep trying to call her a girl sabrina camilla cabello like i enjoy her as, as a as a musician i'll check out cinderella and I should not have done that. But back to Shang-Chi. Um, yeah, the visually, I thought it looked amazing. I like Shang-Chi's suit a lot. Um, I think it looks really cool. Um, mm. Bro, uh, Razor Fist, is that his name? Yeah, Razor Fist. Yo, he looked amazing. I thought he was so cool. 
Um, yeah, I just like the color grading. I really like the scenes that they had in Macau. Uh, like just really colorful. It like it's yeah, very yeah. like we've definitely seen that before hundreds of times. Like gave me like Madripoor vibes for sure from Pocket and Winter Soldier. Um, that, that facts. But it was still cool. Uh, one thing about the visuals though, like this show, not show. This movie makes me really really excited for the Avatar show coming out. The two Avatar live action projects working being worked mm-hmm. on right now. Cause like that bro, like true. when she was like basically airbending in the beginning, and then like that water scene when they like uh, put the the gems in the dragon's eyes, those were yeah. so freaking nice. I was like, yo, if like Avatar coming with this type of CGI, bruh, bruh, like yeah, this gonna be that was different. I can't wait, man. But yeah, that visually awesome. everything you said. So let's go ahead and get into this story. What'd you think, man? Shang Chi. The story was so simple and chill. Like, I biggest thing going in for me, I was like, since the Mandarin, of course, has connections to um, basically phase one and phase two of the MCU, I'm like, well, how are they going to go about this being Shang-Chi's origin? But obviously one of the biggest, like one of the biggest um, names in Marvel well, in the MCU so far is the Mandarin. Like, we, of course, we're finally getting to see the real one. So, like, how are they going to be able to balance out Shang-Chi's origin and also dealing with the Mandarin? Because, obviously, a lot of people, like, I think it just flowed real well. Like, of course, because it's Shang-Chi. It definitely is his movie. So, like, I thought the story was well. You know him, them starting off talking a little bit about the, the just the legend of the Ten Rings, honestly. <laughs> that was basically the whole first five minutes and then getting into Shang-Chi, you know, him in everyday life. I thought that was pretty cool. And then... You know, then we get to, you know, we get a little bit of his backstory, what he's done in America, you know, him, you know, him and Katie and shout out to Aquafina. Aquafina did her thing. Aquafina was funny mm. as usual. She had her moments too. Um, She's definitely getting up there. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty cool that, you know, like just everything just flowed so well. It just seemed like a simple story that was action packed and like we didn't, there wasn't no loose ends, honestly, with Shang-Chi. Um, just like, it just was like, hey, Shang-Chi, yep. He's been in America all this time. Da, 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 da. He's yeah. And then, you know, goes back home. Thing with his mom. And I thought it was, I thought it was just, I thought it just flowed well. Like I just thought it was a really well-paced story, honestly. Like, cause and it was honestly enjoyable. Honestly, it's like a family, family, it sounded like a family type story, honestly, with family. For sure. The Mandarin and then of course his sister. So cool. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, truth be told, I, I did fall asleep my first time watching it. Uh, you know what, y'all? I think Quattro's getting at the age where, you know, movie theaters, dark room, comfortable chair, jacket. Like, I mean, I'm just setting myself up to feel. I'm paying $15 for a nap. Like, to, to be truth be told, you know, you just get comfortable. But so I, I ended up falling asleep during the first one. I had a long week, like I said. But when I rewatched it, I was able to get get get, get through it. But um, story wise, like I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I liked how you know it didn't really it, it follows the same you know Marvel you know origin story mold. But like that mold works if the movies are really really good, and this was really really good. Um, and I like that. I like the connections that were the subtle connections. Something that I wish DC would do. Uh, but um, I like the subtle connections that are in this movie. Where like you know you saw you saw Wong and then he was fighting Abomination um, in that in his sister's uh, like Fight Club, mm-hmm. 
Um, they meant they did mention the blip, uh, like because when I first watched it, I was like, oh, I wonder if they they didn't really talk about like Thanos and the blip or anything like that. But then like they kind of mentioned it where the girl uh, in the bar was like, um, we live in a world people can disappear. Um, and I was like, oh, they're talking about the snap. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, I actually really like Simu. So I I discovered Simu Lu, um, when he was playing Jung on uh, Kim's Convenience. And if you, I think I put Kim's Convenience on before, and I've, I sing its praises all the time. Kim's Convenience. I gotta is, finish watching it, but yeah, yeah. That's, it, I was wondering where I've seen them in. Yeah, yeah. it's that? one of the funniest sitcoms I've ever watched. It's so freaking good. And Simu Liu is one of my favorite parts of that show. He's really good in it. And so I was like, when I found out he got cast, I was like, oh, all right. So I already know, like this finna, this finna bang because Simu Liu's raw. And he did not disappoint. He did a very good job. I don't think you could cast this better. If you cast it any other way probably would have gone younger because it I, i'd always assume shang chi was around spider-man's age like peter parker's age that kind of like a little bit late older. teens yeah. early 20s like see me lose i like mid 20s early 30s mid 30s at the absolute latest but um yeah really enjoyed him you mentioned katie aquafina ah, ah, ah. You know, I he's feel like Aquafina. He's 32. 32. Yeah. He's like, Aquafina is hit or miss with me. Like, I loved her in her movie for A24, The Farewell. She's so good in that. But then, like, I can't stand her in Raya, like, as the dragon. Um, she just, like, for me, she's not the funniest person in the world. But, like, I never could see the draw. Like, she definitely was a great comedic relief character. Although, Simi Luke, like, could have done that himself. But, like, to have just, that, like, that funny character to latch on to. And that heartwarming character was cool. Like, I, she got her follow-through at the end where she shot that arrow into the, into the death sucker's throat. So, that was cool. But... Uh, you know, I I, I could have did without her. I wouldn't have been like, oh, this movie needed Aquafina, but nevertheless, still was fun. Um, bro, and also you mentioned the beginning of the movie where they explain like the first five minutes where they explain the Ten Rings. That was so sick. Oh my god, like that scene, that that one shot where he's like walking in front of that army, like, yeah, I'm finna like tear this building down. And, like, quite honestly, y'all are like just in my way. So like, if y'all could move, that'd be great. Cool, because. <laughs> I, I don't want to have to kill all y'all, but, like, I will. So, it's... Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't want to, but, I, like, I'm going to have to. And then they cut to the one soldier who's like, freak. Why did I sign up? I should have stayed in bed today. What am I doing out here about to fight this man? This man's got all ten rings. This man's got more rings than the, than Thanos got Infinity Stones, children. I will not. And so, like, no, nah, that was really cool. And then yeah. the, the towel out. I was watching that scene, and I'm just like... Bro, like, so this movie's already going to be different. Bet. Okay, cool. Because, like, that whole Wing Chun sequence where they're just kind of dancing and flowing and connecting, so sexy. I I just, uh, uh What'd you think? Yeah. It was, it was gas. Like, like, that was the biggest thing when I watched the movie. That's the one thing I kept thinking about Tyler. Tyler. I'm like, Brad, this shit is so cool. Like, because it did give me, like you said, Avatar vibes. Like, mm-hmm. I, I remember when I watched it with my brother, Will, um, they just like wait a minute. They was like, "Oh, is she is she airbending?" I'm like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, uh, and "You can uh, call uh, it that." I was like, "Oh, oh, she I'm, airbending." <laughs> I was like, "Man, this is so cool." Um, like, and then when Wu just straight up him and them rings, bro. He was using them like with a work of art. I'm like, "Yo, bro, fam, what? like, bro. it's like just, it was so cool." Trying to understand the rings, it's like. 
they they what they do is limitless and i feel like marvel opened up the playbook a little bit more because like in the comics the 10 rings are that they're rings like they go around one's finger these are more like bracelets i mean yeah. i expect they're, they're still rings like rings are still around so like they, it works but uh you know these rings like mm-hmm. you know sit on your forearms that you can like use them to like uh as like jet jet propulsors to like shoot you in the air you can jump with them you can shoot them at people like they look like the Sonic's rings almost, like the way he was using them, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, like, they're like one of those weapons, like one of those weapons in comics that like you can like thought is your like the the your mind is your limit. Like like the Green Lantern rings, like your your mind's the limit. You can literally create anything. So uh, I think I think that was cool. Um, we also got the return I mentioned of uh, Ben Kingsley as Trevor. Uh, if you remember, Trevor was the mandarin in quotations in iron man 3 uh and then we found out that the mandarin was not real uh it was just a ploy to get uh tony killed uh and to like rule the world uh by extremists but we they we find out trevor's not a real uh terrorist he was just an actor and he's returning back in this movie as a prisoner of the real mandarin what'd you think about the return of trevor ben kingsley Mm. I ain't gonna lie, like when they finally dropped the ball, because like I was thinking, bro, because like when they they're making like, okay, so Trevor gonna come back, he ain't dead, and then like when they dropped the one shot, and I got the news, like I got the news on Instagram that he was returning, and I was like, oh, thank God, because he was my favorite part of Iron Man three, because he was so funny, and I'm like, oh, Trevor's back, I'm like, thank God, I'm going to be laughing my ass off in this movie, and I did just because of how stupid Trevor Slattery is, Girl, man, sorry. Ben Kingsley murdered that, and like. He was actually the put on I did earlier too, but I think what is so cool is just like out that like you said like a kind of another subtle connection, um, which Marvel's done a lot of lately, and I thought it was just so cool seeing him, like finally you know he had a, like a little he finally had a little full circle with his character, starting off as a, <laughs> and then we went into detail about why he decided to be an actor because of the Planet of the Apes. I was like, I could not like I just I couldn't. I, me and people in the theater were like laughing, like, yo, this dude really thought that the apes were real. And they were talking. <laughs> I was like, yo, bro, like, like, you don't you don't think hearing that is all that funny, but it was bad funny how he did. I'm just like, bro, like, bro, just go somewhere with all that. I was just, bro, Trevor seems like that one drunk uncle, bro, that you have at every family reunion that's telling about their pastime, bro. And, like, I'm just like, oh, my God. Anytime he did something, and especially when, during the war, and he was definitely me during the war, bro, I would pretend like I'm dead. He was like, look, I'm pretending I'm dead so you can join me or get lost. <laughs> that was funny. And the, the little pit just go, ah, they both, I was like, yes, bro, like. Definitely. I can't lie. The react the same the reaction that that uh, Shang Chi and Katie had to seeing his little his little pet. What was his name? Philip. Yeah, I think Philip. Yeah, like yep. the reaction they had is the exact same reaction I had. I was like, "What the hell is that?" Yeah, that shit came out. I was like, "Uh, uh-uh. I was like, time to go." I'm and like, then when go. they revealed that, like, he thought that Ben Kingsley Trevor thought that he was hallucinating it the entire time. <laughs> Was I was like, so this whole time you thought she was going absolutely bad shit. Hold on a second. Just absolutely crazy. Yeah. Trevor was what I think. Oh, I forgot to mention this in the beginning visually, but I liked how in the beginning when they were at the fight club and then the 10 rings started infiltrating it 
I liked how they did they did a playback off of Rush Hour Two, which is if anyone knows me, that is one of my favorite movies of all time. I, I, you can't even ask me why; it just is. But when they did a they did a um, callback to Jackie Chan's um, movements and and um, Rush Hour Two when they were on with the bamboo sticks and stuff. Um, when Shang Chi and Jai Ling, I think his sister's name, were fighting, were fighting off the fighting the the um ten rings on those. I was like, hey, bro, this reminded me of Rush Hour Two with Carter and Lee and stuff. Because Aquafina definitely pulled the Chris Tucker when she saw that. She was like, oh hell no, I'm not doing that. It made me just think of Chris Tucker. Mm-hmm. He was he was called climb up the bamboo sticks. He's like, I'm on my way up, Lee. I got you. Did that man fall? He said, oh hell no, nah. I ain't <laughs> doing that shit. I was like, bro, this is like a lot of old like. Like Chinese Western fight movies, they definitely took a lot off. I saw some Bruce Lee stuff. I saw some Jackie mm. Chan stuff. Definitely with the um stunt stuff, Jackie Chan vibes all over. I oh, definitely fact. That. yeah. That bus scene would have been all types of Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan would be jumping all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I so really cool. I love martial arts movies. I've always been a big fan. Uh Eat the Eat Mom movies, bro, uh Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Uh yes. Uh, Enter the Dragon, anything Bruce Lee, anything Jet Li. Uh, I love martial arts movies. They're, they're always fun. Um, but the, and then so like to see more martial arts in this movie was really cool. Like I love the fight scene between him and his sister and, uh, oh, what's it called? Emma Cow. That was really good. Yeah. And like, like they even did a move like I just learned how to do. Like, so when Shang-Chi uh, like got on top of, no, his sister got on top of him, like kind of straddled him. And then, like, he, like, thrust his hips up and, like, sends her forward above his head, like, to hit the ground. I was like, oh, bro, I, j- bro, I, j- I know exactly what she just did. I just learned that. Fi, I love it. Uh, speaking of, like, that, like, kind of just in that same vein, because the, the dude in the movie did the same thing. On the bus, uh, the guy with the beard, uh, yes, where he bro. was like, where he put out his phone, he was like, you know, I took martial arts as a youth, so I'm going to kind of rate this fight. I was like, bro, this is so stupid. And... If you remember, you remember him? He was in Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming, yeah. I think he said he's trying to get his own MCU spinoff. Honestly, I'd love to see him get his own MCU spinoff. That dude what, is funny. He's actually what would he be doing? Just like, like following around everybody? Probably follow around out everybody. Probably roasting all the superheroes and stuff, most definitely. I've, he's an actual comedian in real life, but he was, he was on someone's show. And he was like, hey. Like, he's like, hey, look, I'm... Hey, bro, they need to give me my own spinoff. And I was like, bro, honestly, I wouldn't mind watching that because he's a funny dude. I'm trying to remember his name. Gosh. Oh, one thing. I, ahead, know, what was it? It was in, um, it just was on the top of my, uh, I just forgot it. Oh, dang. It, it was literally, oh, no, what was it? It was um when they were, when they were, went to Katie's house. I ain't mm. gonna lie. When they went to Katie's house, the first thing I thought of was, was Aquafina show Nora from Queens when especially when she had when it was the grandmother talking to the dead, um, her dead, um, you know, her dead husband and stuff like that, which is kind of like a callback to what happens later with the Mandarin trying to talk to his dead wife and stuff when it turns out to be the dragon. I instantly got vibes from Nora from Queens because Aquafina's character in like her first season of that show kind of had that same arc with her with her father, instead mm. of because, you know, her mother's actually dead in the show. Um 
it was like her father's like, no, it was mainly her grandmother was like, what are you doing with your life? Get your life together. All that good stuff. So I was like, oh my God, I'm like, Aquafina is like, I'm looking at Nora. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. Seeing that little subtle connection to her show because it's in the, except it, Nora from Queens takes place in New York and this was obviously San Francisco. But that was pretty cool. I thought also when they were in the fight club, I I, I thought it was, I probably was pretty cool seeing, um, like when they were first walking past those fighters, it was pretty cool. The 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 lady fighter is actually one of the Black Widows um, from the Black Widow movie. Um, really? When I watched it the second time, yeah, I noticed the like the lady that was fighting the dude the the red the dude that had like the extremist stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I think yeah, that's actually one. Of, she's actually a Black Widow. I saw the ah! like if you go back if you go back and watch it. She's got like that's another little subtle connection. She's one of those black widows from Black Widows, so she must have one of that's the food ones. So cool. Okay, cool. So yeah, seeing that, I was like, wait a minute. When I went the second time, I'm like, oh, I see the red text. So she's a widow, and I guess that other person was one of the extremist dudes from, you know, yeah, yeah. The test subject from Iron Man three. It had to be because there's nobody else freaking starring out red. I'm like, what the hell is going? That's on? a pretty cool connection. Nice. Yeah, and then you mentioned Wong and. They overhyped that in the trailer. That's the only be twenty seconds. It was still raw though. I love Bro, when he hit that, like when like Abomination with that tried to hit him with that Superman punch and he hit the portal and made him punch himself. I was like, oh, Wong, you can't mess with Wong. Like I don't want to pick a fight with Wong. Wong, Wong, hell no, Wong that Wong that dude, bro. And apparently, um, Wong it now holds the I think the most MCU. cameos like not cameos but the most like movies he's been in something like it was it was some like figure that like Wong has um coming in but like Wong Wong been Wong been doing the thing for a minute um yeah most definitely the ending what'd you think of that end fight scene the end fight scene was pretty I thought it was pretty cool it gave me Chinua said it gave him a lot of Narnia vibes I thought that was pretty funny hearing him say that I liked it um everybody had their you know you know, the Mandarin finally was able to, um, you know, RP the Mandarin. Damn, I really wish she didn't die, but I kind of figured that was going to happen because if he would have stayed alive, a lot of trouble for people, just saying. But um, definitely, definitely liked him and Shang-Chi's final battle, um, especially um, the, not necessarily also the fighting because the fighting was good itself, but like when they were talking to each other, like you could feel the raw emotion behind both of them. They were both... Very upset, especially when Shang Chi showed his dad. What, 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 what would she even think of you? She saw, it. she wouldn't even want to mess with you or something. I was like, boy, like I was like, hey, bro, yeah, you ain't gonna tell me that because on me, I thought he was done. I'm like, all right, bro, yeah, yeah, fact. I was but, like, hey, bro, that's yeah. a man wife. Like you ain't finna. That's a man wife. You just say finna. You you done cut. I thought that was pretty cool. His sister in in that in that damn dagger with the rope and the razor fist when he got that new blade. I'm like, oh. That boy Cole. That, that boy, boy Cole. 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 And then the auntie. Bro, the auntie in that airbend, she ain't nothing to play with either. Bro, she Michelle was... Yo, bro. Like, I, I knew. Like, when they when they said, we've cast the Michelle Yo, I was like, oh, so y'all are just like, okay, so y'all are adding, basically adding KD to your LeBron and already Steph Curry roster. Bet. Cool. I just, I'm you know. saying. Bet. I, I, I accept that. Yeah. she's bad Katie as with her arrow. There's yeah, a movie. She, I, oh, what's it called, bro? There's, I was I was trying to tell Will and I'm like, hey, bro, the auntie can get it, bro. You cap it. He's like, bro. I'm like, I'm just, hey, man. Son of little. a ninja, ninja warrior, something or other, where it's it's her versus Donnie Yen, bro. 
Bruh. Oh my God. Like movie's not all that great, but like bruh. Donnie Yen. Like the next Sean Chi has to have Donnie Yen. Like there's no I don't bruh, see how you make went, a shot in the next Sean Chi without him. Bruh, Donnie Yen, bruh, he would dom bruh, that would be ooh. And he would have been a really That's- good win woo. Like I feel like he could have got the call for win woo, but I believe English is not his first language. Like he has a he's a little like little little thick accent. English like it's very obvious English isn't his first accent. Not that it would have to be, but like it probably was easier with the other guy given that English might not be his first language, but he he definitely was very well spoken um for the accent that he had. But yeah, uh, yeah Donnie Yen should be brought in to do something with Shang-Chi because Donnie Yen's that guy. Uh, I think he's like the Bruce Lee of our time. Uh, maybe not like as celebrity as Bruce Lee was. Bruce Lee was real animated, but, you know, Donnie Yen, Donnie Yen about that action, boss. Um, Facts. But yeah, no, nah, the final fight, I really enjoyed it. I like the the dragons fighting. Reminded me like Kaiju, out of train your dragon type deal. Um... And then, like, to see them, like, I guess, like, I guess I could kind of see the Narnia vibes a little bit, I guess, maybe, like, a little baby Narnia. But the fight between yeah. him and his dad, bro, when they was, like, fighting over the rings, then he was, like, gaining control of the rings. Yes. Different. Different. Like, I remember so many times in this movie, like, during the fight scenes, me and, like, Ty, I went to see it with uh, Fly Guy Ty and uh, our friend Noah. Uh, you might know Noah from Soupcast. Um, we were sitting there, and we were, like, see, we were, like, woo! That joint was crazy. I mean, it was fighting over yeah. the rage, throwing them at each other, and then like the smoke would clear. And then Shang-Chi had that scene where like it was flying behind them. I was like, eee, that white cold, that white cold. Yeah. Nasty yeah, with it, bro. Cold. Oh man. And then of course the movie ends there. They win. Hurrah. Um, and then they move into uh, like Sean Chi goes back to San Francisco, which by the way, it was really cool that this was like in San Francisco because of course this is where the second Ant-Man took place. So like, there was a lot of settings that I recognized, um, like that, yeah. wind, like that winding road, uh, where mm-hmm. the Escalades were chasing, um, Ant-Man. I thought I recognized that. That was really cool. But yeah. So going into kind of implicate anything else on the story that you had. Oh, I did want to say, I thought it was paced well. Uh, like you said earlier, it was paced very well. Uh, it was really enjoyable. Uh, the, the performances like carried it. Uh, just like movie wise, film wise, very very good. Uh, any final thoughts in terms of the story? Um, definitely, definitely was just a definitely like you said, like MCU origin type. Definitely just done very well, and story was just awesome. Like. Honestly, nothing else too much I got to say about the story. Oh, the flashback scenes, um, gas with the mother, like yeah, I thought she was gas, fine like, too. Oh yeah, we didn't mention her a lot. Oh yeah, she was bad. And then the sister, little brother, sister man, she I was bad too. That side. Yeah, but definitely awesome. The connections were awesome. Uh, do 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 do. Well, sorry. Next thing. All right, moving into implications, man. What are we left with? Um, so of course we gotta talk about overall MCU implications. Um, this is the twenty seventh movie in the MCU. Twenty seventh. Um. Wow. Wow. Twenty seventh. No, no, no. That's too. Yeah. That's too. I too. I too. I. Because twenty three will be like, in game, and then you have. I think it was the twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. Yeah. Twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. Uh, 25th yeah. movie of the MCU, right off the heels of Loki, Black Widow, 
Um, we're in the middle of what if. Uh, but the the connection comes from the first in the mid credit scene where we have uh, Wong bringing Katie and Simu Liu to this remote location. I think pretty much I think it might have been Sanctum Sanctorum um, where he's having a meeting with none other than Captain Marvel and Dr. Bruce Banner. Uh, and if you notice something's different about Bruce Banner, he's not Professor Hulk. He's Bruce Banner. Mark Ruffalo, mm-hmm. Bruce Banner. What did you think about that? Oh, thank God. Thank <laughs> God. That's all I had to say was thank God. Um, because the one thing about the one thing about just Hulk as a character and Banner together, um, it was how Banner was trying to control the radiation in Hulk. And like I feel like Banner as Professor Hulk really wasn't helping him out at all as a person. So seeing him back as Banner, the person was straight, like good and like awesome. Like it was awesome to see that. You know, he looked different. Carol Danvers looked different from last time we saw her. Her hair was grown out again. <laughs> Bro, uh, yeah, yeah. they need to. Why did it look the way it did though? It looked it's like it was CGI onto her head. Like I was like, what? Are, what are y'all doing? <laughs> I think they do CGI most of her hair. Um, when she's in the sky and stuff, when it's glowing, they have her. They don't actually have a wig on her. I think that's all CGI. So that might have been CGI. So <laughs> interesting. Um, yeah. So I just thought that was. I thought that was pretty cool. The crux of, of this of this end credit scene, though, although it was cool, it was that they were trying to figure out where the rings came from. Um, you know, Carol Danvers mentioned it's an alien. It's nothing she's seen before. Um, Doctor Banner, old oh, science, science. There's not on the periodic table. Science, and um, so the and the rings were calling to someone, possibly Mephisto. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, possibly uh, he who remains could be being signaled through the rings. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but oh, no. yeah, that that that's the whole crux right now in terms of the MCU. Where did these rings come from, and who are they signaling? Um, we also had an, another uh, end credit scene at the end with the sister. Let me get her name. Um, with Laco, uh, basically taking over the Ten Rings organization. Um, and kind of like almost like a widow type deal. And like, who knows? They're going to be good. They're going to be bad. She teams up with John John from um the John John with from the. The Fight Club. She teams up with the Romanian mm-hmm. guy, uh, Razor Fist. So, like, this will be cool. I would definitely, like, love to see them come. Like, and they said they're returning, so I can't wait to see that. Um, but, yeah, no, this was really good. Really enjoyed it. Um, it just, I'm excited to see where we go from here. I think, what's, what's next? Uh, Eternals. Uh, I don't see Shang-Chi having a lot to do with Eternals, unless the rings could have come from the Eternals. Like, I think it was Shanua that's in the chat that talked about, like, the rings being, like, one for me uh, to, from from the Eternals into the Eternals. Yeah, that, that was Kevin that sent that. Mm. I I don't know how I feel about that theory. My theory right now is just um. Oh, I actually, I don't even know my theory is of who where that's coming from. Honestly, that he who remains could be interesting. Um, because you know he who remains is definitely a Kang variant who is um you know trying to stop try to try to stop the rise of whole different Kang variants from conquering and stuff. Um, so. Possibly. Um, but then again, you know, Kang, well, his character is 
far from even being born so far, so we don't know. But from the end of time, could be signaling from the end of time, we don't know. But I think what was interesting was um FSU like, apartment shooting, Lord have mercy. Excuse me. Sorry. This is gonna like like this all this correlates to the overall MCU is like because we definitely you know, we're definitely, you know, he's definitely basically part of the Juan says, Welcome to the circus, you know, welcome to the Avengers. He's kind of like right. an Avenger now. So, you know, we're kind of shaping up those first selects of who's going to be in Avenger now. So we kind of already, you know, we kind of already figured, you know, we got Carol, obviously. We got we got um Captain America himself, Falcon. You know, now we got Shang-Chi. So, you know, it's pretty cool. They're li- they're trying to line up their main Avenger squad. Um, So that's pretty cool. Definitely can't wait to see what that's signaling to or who it's calling to. Um it should be interesting because Shang-Chi is now Shang-Chi is really a badass now. He was a badass without the rings. Now he got the rings. So like, what's good? Like, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, fact. Not just that. We we got we got Hawkeye too. We got Hawkeye. We did? We got Hawkeye. Oh, that we're getting that we're getting Hawkeye. Hawkeye. I thought he was like in it. I was like, wait a minute, how how long was I asleep? Did I miss (laughs) Nah, if Hawkeye was in that bit, I would have definitely remembered, you know, Hawkeye's coming right right before. Right before Eternals, I think, or right after Eternals, can't remember. Um, but definitely should be interesting. Um, like this, the MCU is just getting everything's just going all crazy. And then we got, and then next year we got too much stuff going on next year. And then we still got Spider Man at the end of the year. We got a lot going on, so this should be interesting. Fact. Like, mm. But yeah, I was surprised Wong couldn't figure out anything or Banner. I was like, hey. The rings different. <laughs> the rings are different for real. Yeah, so that was just pretty cool. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, everything you said, I agree with. Um, I'm excited to see where this goes. Um, lots. The MCU is in a very, uh, um, what do you call it? Just. Things are about to get weird, as we've said numerous times, all the way since back when WandaVision started and, and things like that. So, like, shit about to get crazy, and, I, I, and I'm here for it. I'm ready. But, guys, that has been our review. Oh, wait, let's go ahead and rate this bad boy. Um, what is the your ranking? One out of ten. For Shang-Chi? I'm going to give Shang-Chi... I'm gonna give Shang Chi a nine because that it definitely exceeded my expectations. Like no cap, I'm giving that a nine. I'm give it a nine. It was that good. Ooh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna go. I go eight point five. Uh, I go eight point five. Uh, solid. True, true, true. Uh, it's got it's got it's MC movies. Got it's got its little issues, but all in all, like it's definitely it definitely shoots up the list of better Marvel um solo movies for sure. Um, like it, I think it's up there with Black Panther for sure. Um, so definitely a really good one. Um, but that is the episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. This little quick, uh, Shang-Chi Legend of the Ten Rings, uh, review. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Kiste, you can follow me on Instagram at Quattro IV with the period between the C and the U. And catch me on Twitter at Quattro IV. Uh, what about you, Slit? They can find me on Instagram, slick without the C underscore Rob to be underscore on Instagram. And Robert UW116 on Twitter. Yes, sir. 
Oh, well, guys, you guys have a great one. Do something for somebody. Oh, wait, let me uh, plug brackets and beta rolls. We are officially in season two. We have put out our uh, list for the movies. I will read those aloud, you know, so you guys can tap in. Season two will be psychological thrillers. We I'll start from the oldest movies to the newest movies. That's, what, that's how we're watching them. First, we have Diabolique, Psycho, Persona, Purple Noon, um, Rosemary's Baby, The Conformist, The Conversation, Taxi Driver, The Shining, Blue Velvet, Silence of the Lambs, Perfect Blue, Eyes Wide Shut, Fight Club, American Psycho, Memento, Mulholland Drive, No Country for Old Men, Shutter Island, Black Swan, Gone Girl, Ex Machina, The Mad Men, Get Out, Burning, The Lighthouse, Parasite, and Uncut Gems. We're excited. We're officially uh, in season two. Go check us out on Instagram at brackets underscore B-rolls. Same, same handle on Twitter, brackets underscore B-rolls. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. Remember, we're, we're sneaking up on our 100th episode. This is 94. So, like, we're sneaking up on it. We can't wait to get into that. Uh, I think the next episode is going to be um, our certified lover boy, Donda, and... Uh, Montero review can't wait for that we have talked about these albums extensively listen to them tons of times i'm ready to talk about them with my boys um we got, i know we got sports news dump coming uh here soon so a lot of things coming down the line get ready uh it's gonna be big we love you guys thank you so much for listening cafeteria talk we are out cafeteria talk